0: These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth. Of the situation so they can appreciate yeah
1: it's difficult dealing with our minds and the suicidal thoughts were back
0: people knew that there was something not right but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything
1: you're not depressed it's it's all in your head that's probably the statement i've had people say the most
0: i mean this 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 shit is real and it's hard it's exhausting sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission and I think people realize how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. people just want to know that this they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things.
1: So many people think they're alone, and then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's you know that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.
0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Open Journal. I hope you're well, I hope things are good for you, and I welcome you to another amazing conversation with another brand new guest. San is going to be joining us today and we're going to be talking a little bit about beer, singing, the impact on our well-being, and a few things related as well. I think it's really nice following on from some previous conversations where we've looked at kind of the arts uh music and dance and kind of different ways so uh, it's a really interesting conversation to follow on from some of the other recent discussions with other guests so big thank you to zam for coming on and providing some insights into the creation of beer and kind of what it can be for different users as well As I said in this episode, we're gonna be talking about music and meditation. I really hope you enjoy our conversation, hearing about the app and kind of the journey with it, and a bit about Zan as well. So a big thank you to her for sharing her own lived experience and insights. And if you enjoy this episode, which I fingers crossed hope you do, please do feel free to leave a review on your podcast platform of choice, and maybe even consider having a look at the website to see whether you would like to come on yourself and be a guest in the future you can find out more information about being a guest and other aspects of the podcast and the blog as well over at openjournalbc.com thank you so much for continuing to listen download subscribe to the podcast and listening to these amazing conversations i really hope you enjoy this fortnight's episode here's my conversation with zan it's lovely to sit down and have the opportunity to chat with you this evening um it feels weird that it's still like ah just there's so many things that are going on at the moment like my scope of what time of day is, is is quite bad um but how has your week been how's your how's your time going at the moment
1: really well. You're actually catching me at such a nice time because I've just finished uh, an accelerator program for our business last week. Last Thursday was the final day. And so I'm using, I decided that the 10 days post program, including weekend days, was going to be my uh, regaining my humanity regime. And so I'm filling every day with the things that fill my cup um, to try to like refine my balance after working pretty crazy kind of 15 17 hour days persistently over the last several months so um, you're catching me at a really nice long eve l- long night sleeps, lots of good food, lots of good friends, lots of good wellness stuff so you're catching me actually at a at a really good time.
0: Oh that's good it's nice I think there's who is it I was hearing a I think I was overhearing a conversation and then sort of joined in last week where we were talking about the like the different ways people manage their time and they were talking about being really careful to not kind of overwork um and how you spend your time and i was like i do feel like there are some times when you kind of you are needed to do that little bit extra you need to spend that bit more i guess it maybe depends on your role within certain projects but then then balance that out um and be mindful of that don't just kind of allow yourself to do it. it it does need to be balanced out when you're doing that. So it's really great to hear you kind of mm-hmm. mention that. Is, it, is that like a new thing for you or have you always been quite good with managing your time and your wellbeing?
1: Oh, if any of my friends <laughs> or employees are listening to this right now, um, I would say that I'm not, I. I, I I'm not I definitely do the overworking way too often. I think that as I get older and now that I'm in my 30s, I'm really trying to be intentional with my time. And what that means is what you talk about. I do think especially since I run a company, there are times in which I will be required more for more hours than other times. I think what I'm trying to be more intentional about is if I have a month, let's say, of, of intensity that I build in a couple of days and maybe it's just a Friday off or a Friday and a Monday or I'm trying to be a little bit more intentional that way and also that if I have those really intense periods, can I take how am I being intentional with my rest during like If I have to work seven days can I take a half day on the weekend and then I'm just super intentional from that midday to 6pm or whatever it is that I sleep or I go for a walk or I put all the technology away or can I and it's I would say that I'm absolutely not a perfect human I mess it up all the time but I think it's every week trying to set the re-intention of you are a human being rest is good for business rest is good for your mental health and that sometimes you have to push power through but on the other side um when does that balance come is a l- little bit different for every human being but i'm trying i'm trying to learn myself and my cadences um so it's an ever i think it's an ever evolving process um i would say i do a lot of wellness stuff hmm. um even if that's just eating well or hydrating or resetting up uh I I was going to say workout schedule, but that hasn't really happened. So I feel like I can't um, say that that's my, let's say a walk schedule, you know, in the summer times, I'm really good at taking two 20 minute walks a day. And I have my cycle where I know what a 20 minute walk around my neighborhood equals. So I know exactly the route to take. And so it's just trying to, I think, um, I set epic intentionality with this 10 days post a a very intense three months because um I think a longer stint of rest is required um this time around but that was a really rambly way of saying that I'm not very good at necessarily taking care of my wellness consistently but I have a lot of practices that I practice and I kind of try to evolve with and I if anything I just try to be kind to myself and intentional when I can be whatever that looks like
0: I think it's it's Interesting to hear you talk about it, it as like that learning journey as well. Of like, I'm really mindful, I really want to engage, and I am learning as I go along. Are there certain things, like you mentioned walking, that do help or have helped your well being and kind of keeping you well?
1: Yeah, I have a long, let me pull out my long laundry list of things. I think, and and I think for me it's um, and this is the way that I think about wellness and the daily wellness stack, and we'll talk about this a little bit more when we talk about the business and the project and kind of what we're developing, um, is that every day is slightly different, you know, if it's rainy outside, if it's cold, if it's winter, if it's if a bunch of bad things have happened, like you require different things. And so the list of for me, it's about having a a bucket of things I can pull from. And, and rather than finding balance and saying, OK, on the weekends, I'm going to rest and on the weekdays, I'm going to work and that's it. Or I'm going to work out in the week in the mornings. I try to figure out what my triggers are like. I can feel this thing bubbling up, so I'm going to pull from the bucket this thing. And so that list of things is um, I train in Muay Thai, which is you know, really high intensity endurance. And so if I'm working really, really, really hard, I I often can't, I don't have the energy to expel for that. So that wouldn't be the thing that I'd pull out of the bucket. Um, I have talk therapy, you know, having somebody that I can just kind of shed some of the weight that I'm feeling. I have acupuncture. So during the really intense three months period, I went to acupuncture every single week. I, I had the privilege of setting that up because, I knew that I didn't have the space to work out to go to the gym because my body was so tired. And so, you know, I also I, I believe in kind of a balance between Eastern and Western medicine. And so I also think that um, and medicine maybe isn't even the right practices. I also do time massages when I can, like if I feel uh, the accumulation of stress in my body and the toxins that stress put on your body, sometimes that needs to be expelled somehow. And Thai massages is a really aggressive way to do that. You know, I think that there are supplements that are helpful at different times of year, like vitamin D, like liver tablets, things like that in the winter time, when maybe the food that you don't feel is good eating, you can't Mm. eat, eating regularly, hydrating, making sure that I'm, um, doing all of the regular things that it's up my acupuncturist always laughs at me because i'm like she's like okay so what did you do this week to support your well-being and i'm like well i got 8 hours of sleep and i and i and i hydrated well and i ate three meals a day and she was like so you were a normal human being congratulations but if that if I can at least set those foundations Mm. so it's like what's the bucket of things and learning what those and walks are another thing in the summertime great thing in the wintertime tear I hate the cold not a good thing doesn't come out of the bucket very often between like October to April or May so yeah for me it's been like building up what are the more things that I can add to that bucket. So I have lots of things that long dinners. I like that for me, going out to dinner with one of my friends and sitting for three or four hours, I I was literally kicked out of a restaurant on Sunday because my friend and I were there for far too long. And the waitress was like, are you going to order something or can you leave because you've been here for so long? And so for me, that is wellness, like doing the things, creating space for your body to like regain normalcy, to regain well rest to fill the cup um so lots of things
0: it, it is but it's really good to hear you talk through because i also think there's sometimes a side of particularly when you're um either listening or or having these conversations and you get really involved in kind of health and well-being and mental health and talking about things that help support your well-being that we would call um as well-being activities or 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 coping strategies and mm. i think there's for most, maybe not much, for many people, they're doing things that support them being productive or happy or healthy or just just living. Um, and they wouldn't call them by those things. And I think sometimes we get a bit caught up in sometimes the, the the language that we use as people that are really passionate about these areas and describing them as kind of, like I say, well-being coping strategies or tools or tips. Yeah. What are people doing just to live? And it was really nice. You've got a big variety of things that are not just different activities, but they fulfill different purposes and different reactions from you as well.
1: Yeah. Well, I think I think on that very topic, I think the, the, the diversity of what my bucket is filled with came from, I felt this pressure of, well, good well-being is going to yoga or going to the gym in a regimented structure, and if you haven't exercised at least three times a week you're failing. And I was really unwell last year and I wasn't able to go to the gym. And I was like, well, I can't just punish myself because I'm not doing this thing that society has told me equals wellness and good health. I don't have the ability to do that. So what are the things that actually make me feel well? And so I started to become really intentional about how do I feel today? What does my cup require today? And again, I'm a human being. I don't get it right most days, but what can I pull from the bucket today? That looks like it's not going to be the gym. It's not going to be, you know, I can't afford, you know, necessarily talk therapy every week or acupuncture every week for the entire year or you know what are the other things that I can pull for based on how I'm feeling today and what I can afford to do and when I started to reconceptualize what well health and wellness looks like for me um I felt a a a wealth of well-being come into my periphery um and I just I encourage other people to think about health and one of my friends talks about wellness as cooking that Mm. she really finds the, she finds a therapeutic nature to cooking and feeding others as filling her cup. And so I hope that society continues to evolve in the way that we conceptualize well-being and wellness and health, because it's actually just recognizing our humanity and finding balance in that humanity.
0: That's a really nice way to, to explain well-being. I think to think about it as well, to have that different approach to it and you mentioned a few different things there with um particular areas of interest and lived experience as well it'd be really interesting kind of as we go on to to speak about bar to hear about maybe how your initial journey started with that project and maybe where some of the inspiration from your own life or lived experience came from for that
1: it's really interesting because when uh, I think I learned all of these things and the company evolved as I learned these things. And I perhaps wouldn't have made that correlation except for right now when you mentioned the potential correlation there, which was when we started BA, it was really a, a music education project. I saw limitations everywhere around you can only practice music if you had gone to a good school, if you had the privilege of having a good music tutor, if you had had parents who were really engaged in music, if you had parents who could afford lessons, if you hadn't been told that you're a terrible singer when you were a child. I mean, that was the one that I heard the most was that people were shut down as children and then never sang again, never engaged in music again. And I just you know, with the rise of all these other apps like Headspace for meditation and Duolingo for language learning, why couldn't we have something like that for music education that just helped everybody have that initial foundation for them to start to engage in music because it makes us feel good and it's a good thing and everybody deserves to have access. But actually, as we started to engage with our users and talk to people within our ecosystem, we realized that the wellness wasn't secondary, it was primary. The reason why somebody would start singing is because of how it makes them feel. And the reason why they would keep singing or keep engaging in music is how it makes them feel. And that's true for the professionals as well as it is the laymen, the people who just sing hymns in church on a Sunday and, or sing with their kids or sing in the shower, sing in the belt out in the car, right? It's this therapeutic experience. Singing is an intrinsic part of the human experience and actually... It became so clear that what we were building was actually a wellness platform, a health and wellness platform, not a music powered by music education, progressive, progressive, excuse me, progressive roadmap where people could build skills over time and develop themselves because humans need to feel fulfilled and like they're gaining value. But that actually the primary the thing that we would try to get people into the platform and then routinely using the platform for was singing as a means for wellness
0: and if someone hasn't heard of or come across the the kickstarter in the past and and the app kind of now as we're talking about it if you're introducing it to them now how would you describe it as it exists today
1: so bia is currently an employee wellness platform that makes singing for health easy and accessible we have three sort of entry points for users depending on where you're at and in, in your journey, both with comfortability with your voice and with others, and what you're able, how you're able to access our program. So we have an in-person program, which we do with large corporations, uh, both around the UK and we're starting to launch in the US as well. Um, so if you work at a large corporation and you want singing to be one of the be- benefits that your company offers you, um get in touch because that is something that's kind of our bread and butter. We have these online, it's kind of like yoga classes for your voice. Um, Again, that we primarily offer to uh, large corporations, to our large partners. Um, However, and don't let any of my advisors hear me say this out loud on a podcast of all things, (laughs) but we do have ways in which you want that we can engage with people. You know, if you don't work for a large corporation, do get in touch because even if it's not through our platform, I can help you find other means for engaging with your voice in an affordable way um, from that one-on-one aspect. And then if you don't want to do the group activity at all, we have this app that we'll be launching this year, um, which helps you build up the daily wellness practice, similar to the way that you build up your language learning practice with Duolingo or your meditation practice with Headspace. The BIA app Um, enables you to build up that daily wellness practice of engaging with your voice and learning songs and expanding your lung capacity and all of the health benefits that come along with singing um, through that app. And so in-person, virtual, and then through our app. So really trying to create this cyclical offering where people can start or continue at whichever thing fits best for their lifestyle that day or that week or that month
0: it's thank you for kind of sharing that and introducing people uh, as well I think it's really interesting hearing that connection between um kind of the the music side and actually the breathing and the the mindful activities that we've seen in the past like you mentioned headspace and there are others as well um whereas I think in I know in some of the recent discussions on the podcast we've had people come on and talk about music as performance or music in kind of workshops um, and I'm not sure that we've necessarily kind of touched on on that aspect of it being a, a, a breathing activity as well. And you talked about building up your ability with that and your knowledge and your um, kind of engagement with that. Is that something that's really been quite a core thing for you?
1: Yeah. So uh, first, I'd love to touch on just some of the health benefits that come from singing. Um, and then I can kind of talk about how we incorporate those in our programs, um, singing, then there are research studies. And we we have all of these studies um, outlined on our website. So if you want any more details on any of these individual benefits, uh, please go to our website, Bia.com, B-I-I-A-H.com. Um, we have all of these sort of clearly outlined um it singing can decrease anxiety and stress in the body it can improve mood there have been studies that have that show that increases endorphins and dopamine and cortisol in the body it can expand lung capacity it can regulate heartbeat it has been linked to supporting people who suffer from chronic illness and there are also studies that show that singing can has been linked to slowing the progression of neurodegenerative disease you see it used a lot now in dementia. I'm sure, you know, there have been a lot of articles in The Guardian and things like that over the last couple of years around dementia, around COVID, and also using singing um, to slow down the progression of Parkinson's. And so that's, you know, first of all, that's a wealth of benefits just in and of itself. But, um, you know, singing can uh, yield any of those benefits benefits depending on whether you, how you practice, how long you practice the songs that you practice. And so the way that we've built up our programs is um, obviously the in-person and the virtual, the live sessions are a lot more about being present in your body and engaging with these skills that kind of help to build each of these things out in a set of, sort of more natural way. Through the app we really focus each of our games that we've built out focuses on each of these individual skills. So one game will be around you increasing your lung capacity. Another game will be internalizing pulse and how that rhythm kind of helps build up within you over time. Um Phrasing all the other things that kind of help you engage with your voice, but it's just through using your voice that you start to activate some of these benefits. And so um, we've been really thoughtful around how we build out the experiences across our programs where to the user who isn't thinking much about it they might just say I'm singing and I'm just engaging with singing and I'm kind of growing and I'm learning songs and I'm meeting people and I'm engaging with my voice but actually subtly what's happening especially if you attend our programs consistently or you engage with the app consistently is you're building up not only the skill set but your capacity to uh, access these benefits over time
0: for sure and it's I think it's really interesting because as you were speaking through there as well i was thinking about from kind of some of the the people that i've spoken to where you kind of find that they're maybe struggling with their mental health and maybe becoming slightly more isolated or withdrawn from certain conversations or situations and there is sometimes this um i don't know if there's a threat but like muting of people where Mm. they just kind of say less and engage less and become less confident and I was thinking about hearing you talk about kind of this education and being verbal and kind of communicating even if it's kind of with yourself or with the app and um that role that just using your voice has um like you say that there's people that really engage with it because they want to do singing we've mentioned kind of the breathing side but just also that aspect of of being vocal and sort of almost lifting your shoulders up and really engaging with that as an activity is is something that's quite powerful within kind of the mental health and well-being field as well
1: absolutely i mean i think that you see it with anything you know we we were all we all learned when we were kids practice makes perfect mm. i don't know if i totally agree that practice makes perfect perfection should never be the thing that we're trying to achieve but practice does build something i mean mm. you know you start meditating 3 minutes today and 3 minutes this whole week and then next week you move to 4 minutes and over time you've meditated 365 days of the year and actually built up your practice to be in an hour every day and so I think that singing is very much the same thing which is you know it's just getting comfortable using your voice and the more that you use it the more comfortable you become with it there are lots of programs that have existed and and been built over the years around literally going into large corporate corporations and just helping people become confident as a means for executive function within the workplace of being able to have confidence to give presentations and that because singing is an intrinsic part of the human experience, it's a really easy way to start to build your confidence in what your unique voice is. And I think that I've seen that happen. I've seen the impact that by coming to sessions consistently over time does to a person and how they start to speak up and how they start to articulate themselves. And I, it's the same thing as anything. When you start to get used to hearing your voice out loud and feeling that confidence builds and inherently just continues to build over time. And so it's kind of the reason why we've built this sort of autonomous experience. So people who really don't have any confidence at all can build that confidence safely from home and not feeling any sort of level of embarrassment or anything about using their voice. Um, And then hopefully over time, we'll start to engage with our virtual program and then our in-person program. But um, I think you're absolutely right as in with anything, inherently by just singing and starting to use your voice and hear your voice and appreciate its own unique value over time that will start to really exude in every part of your life.
0: I think, yeah, it's just such an interesting area, I think, for people to start to consider or even try out if it's not something they've done before. If um, if someone was interested in, in finding out or looking at some of the things you've got coming up, I know we mentioned... In the past, you've had the Kickstarter and now you're moving forward, you've got some stuff going on with your workplace connections and relationships, you've got the app coming. Are there things that people could kind of look out for um, this year if they're trying to find out a little bit more?
1: Definitely go to our website, um, BIA.com, B-I-I-A-H.com. Um, we always have the stuff that's coming up on there. There are also lots of contact forms on there. So if you want to get in touch, um, I'm also really happy for anybody to get in touch at any time. Um, my e- my personal email address is X-A-N-N at BIA.com, B-I-I-A-H.com. I'm always so happy to help encourage people and support people on their own unique journeys. And so please do, if you want to start exploring your singing journey and you don't see anything online that you feel like fits perfectly, like please do reach out because whether it's plugging you into our programs or helping you find another program. You know, I think that everybody deserves to have access to this intrinsic part of the human experience, this thing that we all have within us. And so I'm always really happy from a personal perspective to help support people on that journey, whatever that looks like. So please do get in touch. Um, Yeah, I'd love to hear from you.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. I think um, my next question was going to be to ask you where (laughs) people can go to find out more and you've kind of mentioned that but are there any other um kind of places or recommendations that you kind of have or is the best place like you say just to go to the website or contact yourself
1: yeah so on the website i mean we have uh social media accounts you'll start to see lots of um of our programming starting to pop up along instagram and linkedin and things like that around warm-ups and um other sessions that you can access we do do these sort of i know that our primary focus is large corporations but we do do these like big cum sings virtual come sings every so often and so our website definitely is the best place to go but we're active on social media so um it's also a, a just as valuable place to kind of figure out what's coming up next um if you prefer to engage in that way
0: amazing thank you so much for coming on and kind of sharing some of your insights and expertise and introducing us as well to bar it's been really interesting to To hear more, thank you so much for coming on and
1: sharing.
0: Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: These are real people, they do have struggles, and it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So
0: many people suffer from mental illness
1: to get the word out that men have got to start
0: talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth.
1: Of the situation
0: so they can appreciate, yeah.
1: It's difficult dealing with our minds and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was
0: something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're
1: not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most.
0: I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's
1: exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission.
0: And I think people realize how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. people just want to know that this, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things.
1: So many people think they're alone, and then you hear other people talk about it and they think, "Oh, that's you know that's so brave or I could relate to that." Um, and then they want to talk about it.